Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back into another edition of Jake's Takes. This is episode seven, and we had a little emergency. I'm I'm like I am crazy excited right now. I woke up this morning. Right now it's 8:30. I got up at like around 8 and I look at my phone and I it's blown up. Blown up completely. Kevin Durant has been traded last night. Unbelievable. I did not expect this at all and I might have jinxed it, to be honest, on my last podcast, talking about him with the Nets and how he could have a great impact. But craziness happened, and Kevin Durant traded to the Phoenix Suns. It was Kevin Durant and TJ Warren going to the Suns for Michael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first-round picks, and some pick swaps as well. Just an unbelievable trade. This puts the Suns near the top of the West easily. And with the Nets, you got back a haul, an absolute haul for one of the best players in basketball. Maybe one of the craziest trades that I've seen in the NBA in my lifetime. This is unbelievable here. We got the James Harden trade last year to the Sixers. And now we get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant traded. I'm going to talk about the impact that it's going to have on the Western Conference and the NBA right now with the Phoenix Suns. I'm also going to talk about the Nets. You guys have one of the best trios of all time. And you had to trade each and every one of them because it didn't work. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. This is Episode 7 Emergency Podcast. Kevin Durant traded to the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to cue the music. All right. Let's talk business here. Kevin Durant has just been traded to the Phoenix Suns. And this is absolutely crazy news because... Nobody was really expecting it. There was a lot of reporting beforehand that the Nets were not going to trade Kevin Durant unless an offer was outstanding, like a perfect offer. And just like that, we see one right away. And the Phoenix Suns put all their chips in the middle. The Suns just got a new owner named Matt Ishbia. And he's actually from the Michigan area, which is kind of cool. He went to Michigan State for a little while. And now he's a he's a United Wholesale Mortgage. He's the CEO there. And he's a billionaire. He's worth $5.3 billion, uh, his net worth at least. And this guy came in, bought the team from Robert Sarver. And if Sarver was the owner probably right now, you would not see the Suns going all in like this. But Matt Ishbia, he's young, and he came in wanting to win. So right when he got control of the team, which was actually last week, he was, according to Woj, he was immediately on the phone talking to Nets owner Joe Sy about this deal. And whenever you see a big-time deal like this, you'll see the owners talk about it a lot. 
so they were talking about it for a while and then got their GMs which is James Jones of the Phoenix Suns and Sean Marks I think it's Sean Marks yeah it is Sean Marks of the Brooklyn Nets and they were talking all night apparently about a deal originally the uh, Suns were really didn't want to give Michael Bridges in the trade which is why the talks took as long as they did and finally they realized that the Nets would not do the trade without Michael Bridges so they put him in the trade and the trade is now officially Kevin Durant and TJ Warren going to the Suns for Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson, four first round picks, all unprotected, and a pick swap. So really just an incredible trade. I woke up this morning in disbelief that it happened. I was shocked. And I said on my live podcast, I was like, Kevin Durant has a real chance with this Nets team. It's a really good team. It's a lot of good pieces around him. I don't blame Kevin Durant for this at all. Apparently, what Woj was saying in his reporting, that Kevin Durant didn't really didn't really care what happened. He said if any team's interested, like he'd entertain it, but it wasn't something he wanted to do exactly. But he did he did always have an interest in the Phoenix Suns. The Suns were his on the top of his list when he requested a trade during the summer. He always really liked the liked the Suns and was interested into it. And it just took a new owner, a guy that wanted to go all in, and they got it done. They got it done. So really an unbelievable move by the Suns, and I I really respect it. Like, it's really unbelievable. This puts the Suns near the top of the Western Conference to me. All right, let's talk about how this trade is going to impact the NBA. So the Suns currently sit at the fifth seed, sorry, the fifth seed in the Western Conference. They're 30 and 26. They're tied with Dallas for the fourth seed. And they had started winning a lot more. There had been a lot of injuries that have been riddling them. Chris Paul didn't start the year too great. You could tell he's getting a little older, and he's not the same Chris Paul as we've seen. But what really hurt them was Devin Booker missed about 21 games with a hamstring injury which was really killer and made it very difficult for the Suns to stay afloat. They actually fell all the way to the 11 seed at one point. But they've started winning now. Chris Paul's really put together a lot of good performances in a row, and a lot of people are stepping up for them, which is huge. DeAndre Aiden's been playing well. Um, I don't love DeAndre Aiden as a center, but I think he's very good. And with pieces like Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and Devin Booker to make him better, he's going to have a really good year for them. He's averaging 18.4 points per game and 10.3 rebounds. So very good player there. But some of the pieces you lose are your th- three of your 3 and D guys. You lose Michael Bridges, who was your third leading scorer and probably your best defender by far. This guy is sought after all over the league. Like, everybody loved him. And I think everybody knew that if the Suns were going to be making this trade, they'd have to give him up. And I talked about it earlier. They didn't really want to give him up. 
But they knew they had to go all in for Kevin Durant. So they had to give him up, and now he's in Brooklyn. Then they also gave up Cameron Johnson. It was an incredible steal that they got, I think, around the 13th pick. Let me check that out real quick. I think it was the 13th pick, but he's actually their fourth leading scorer at 13.9 points. It's actually the 11th pick. They traded up for him. But he's av- he's averaging 13.9 points, points per game, and this guy's really good. He's really good. Um, this is a really good get for the Nets. He's a young forward, and he's going to be one of those younger guys that's 3 and D that, you know, can give you good players. You know, like he's he's just a good role player. And I really like him. And I think he's going to be a good piece for the Nets going forward. And then another 3 and D guy, Jay Crowder, is who the Nets got. And Jay Crowder, he's been holding out this year for a little while. I don't really know. It's like a contract thing. And he didn't love the Net, the Suns coach, Monty Williams. I really like Monty Williams. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, so Jay Crowder got traded to the Nets. And what Woj is saying is that most likely Crowder is going to get traded from the Nets because a lot of teams are interested in Crowder. Milwaukee has been very interested in him trying to get another piece like that. And, you know, this is going to be very interesting. If you look at the Nets roster now, you got so many pieces that can be pieces on a title contender. So if I'm the Nets... I'm calling everybody, dangling everybody for sale, looking for draft capital, anything I can get to be a competitive team. I don't think I don't think you're going to be able to trade Ben Simmons. I don't think people want to jump into that. But you got Michael Bridges, who people people around the league will probably give two first round picks and solid players for. Jay Crowder, who everybody's calling about and might be able to get you a first-round pick. Nicholas Claxton, who's in the conversation for Defense Player of the Year and took a big step up as a rim protector in the NBA. And I went through the other guys on this team, Dorian Finney-Smith, all those guys, really good assets. And then Cameron Johnson, who I just talked about earlier, this guy's an asset too. He's young, he's at he's 26 years old, very solid 3 and D guy, like, this guy's going to be a really good player, and he could give you some assets as well. So if I'm the Nets, I'm calling about every single one of my players, trying to get value, tra- draft capital, and just go full rebuild. Because yes, you have all players that can help you compete for a championship, but they need a star to do that. That's why I was very high on this Nets team before they traded Kevin Durant. I was like, this team could win. I don't know if it's a, it could win in the stacked Eastern Conference, but this is a good team. This reminds me of a LeBron team in 2018. And that LeBron team was much worse. And LeBron was able to drag them to the finals. Yes, in a weak Eastern Conference. But he's still very, very good. Like, this team's still very good. Can compete. Maybe win a first-round series with a Kevin Durant, like I was saying. But now they don't have Kevin Durant. So... You know, like now, now it's probably not likely. But you have a lot of guys that could get traded for some value and, you know, be really interesting. Um, I'm excited to see what the Nets do at the deadline. They're going to have a really busy day. I'm sure most of the people in that front office are not sleeping today and really trying to figure out some trades. All right, let's get back to the Suns. Okay, so the Suns sit at 
the five seed in the West. And they've lost three of their most valuable role players along with draft picks in order to get this done. So currently, as it sits, they're the five seed. They're going to be missing Kevin Durant for a while. He's still dealing with the knee injury. He'll probably back a, be back a little bit after the All-Star break, so in one or two weeks, which will be good for them. But if I'm looking at the Suns roster right now, there are a lot of people that are going to need to step up in order for them to, to become that finals contender, that team that's just automatically in the finals, right? Currently, I think they're the most talented team in the Western Conference. And I don't think it's close. Because this team, without Kevin Durant, already made the finals two years ago and lost to Milwaukee. So now with Kevin Durant, they're the most talented team easily. But players on the team that are going to need to step up, Landry Shamet is one. Very good two guard. They got him actually from Brooklyn a couple years ago. But this guy, solid 3 and D player. He hasn't been shooting the three as well as he normally does. Um, I mean, he's averaging nine points per game this year. The three-point shooting, he's actually shooting really well. Excuse, excuse what I was saying. He's shooting 46.8% from three, which is very good. But he's going to need to continue to shoot the three like this. And he's also going to need to continue to get better defensively. Because we've seen him in the past, and he can defend defend players very well. But he's going to need to be a defensive stopper. Because you've lost a lot of guys that are your defensive stoppers. Michael Bridges would normally guard the best player on the team. Cam Johnson would come in and guard one of the best wings on the team. So those defenders, losing them is going to be very difficult to overcome. And you're going to need a lot of guys to step up. Another person that would need to step up on the defensive end would be Damian Lee. Damian Lee is two guard. They got him from Golden State last year. He was a big part of Golden State going to the championship. He came in off the bench and was a very good role piece. He's going to have to continue to be a solid scorer that can do some stuff scoring. And then he'll have to be a switchable defender that can hold his own. That's going to be very important for Damian Lee to take a little bit of a step up and be that role player again. He's got to show it. And then two players I really like that are going to have to play a lot more because of because of um, because of the trade is going to be Tory Craig and Josh Okoge. I really like Josh Okoge. I think he's an unbelievable defender, and I love the guys that can just defend. But Okoge's not the best shooter in the world. He's just not. So they got Josh Okoge from the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I like him a lot, but he, he needs some work. He needs a little bit of work. He's averaging five points per game, three rebounds, 1.2 assists. But this guy, I think he's a really good defender. And even if right now he's currently playing 13 minutes a game, even if you increase his minutes to like 20 minutes a game, he could be a really good piece to just plug in off the bench. And if somebody needs a break, like a Damian Lee or a Landry Shamit or a Torrey Craig, who I'll get to, then you can just plug him, him in and he can give you the same energy. It'll be a little more difficult, like shooting-wise and things like that. But I think he'll be a very big piece. He'll need to take some steps up in order for them to make the finals and win the finals. All right, let's get to Torrey Craig. 
Torrey Craig now becomes an essential part of this team. He was in Denver, I think it's now two years ago. He came last year. And he's a very good defender. I like him on the defensive end a lot. And he's, he's gotten some strides offensively, but he'll also give you some rebounding help, which is really nice at 5.7 rebounds a game, which is actually second on the team to DeAndre Aiden. So he's a really good, I like him a lot. Very good role player. He needs to shoot the ball a little better in order to really fulfill that three and D role. Let's see what he's shooting this year. He is at 40% from three. Which, again, that's better than he is normally in his career. Shoots 34.4% from three. And he has to maintain that 40% clip from three in order to be that guy. And they're going to need him to be that guy. But somebody that I haven't mentioned that they just acquired that could be that guy too is TJ Warren. I really like TJ Warren out of Brooklyn. Like, when they got TJ Warren, I was like, okay, this guy could be something. Because, because they got him off the minimum, and I was, and a lot of people were just unsure what you'd get from him. And I knew that this guy knows how to score. He's a good scorer, and he's improved defensively step by step each year. And at this point, he's turned into a solid defender, very solid defender. And T.J. Warren, he'll give you points and defense. I think he's a very good 3 and D guy. He's averaging 9.5 points per game, 2.8 rebounds, and 1.1 assists. And he was on a team where there was a lot of 3 and D guys, so he didn't need to do as much. Now, going to Phoenix, you're going to have to be a bigger part of this team. I feel like if I'm Phoenix, I start out by starting Torrey Craig because he knows the system, and I think he's a little better, especially with the 40% three-point shooting. That's going to be a little more valuable, and I think Craig's a little bit of a better defender. But TJ Warren can come in off the bench, give you points, and even if you play him with Okogie, then you can give him more time to develop into the Phoenix defensive style and, you know, figure it out. I think it'll be really interesting to see how he fits with Phoenix because he actually was in Phoenix years ago around 2015 he started his career in Phoenix so it's going to be really interesting to see how Warren connects with this team because I think it's going to be very important and then one more person that needs to step up for me is Dario Saric and Saric was a big part of their run to the finals he actually had a really good year that year but he's been dealing with injuries ever since. He actually he actually got hurt in the finals and missed most of the year last year. And when he came back, he just wasn't the same. He wasn't the same. So I think he's going to be an important piece because what his game, he kind of spreads the floor a little bit at the four. He can shoot the ball from three. And he's going to be a very key piece off the bench to plug in when you need more shooting and maybe some rebounding help like he's just a smart offensive player so I think he's going to be an important piece to plug in along with Okogi off the bench so that's kind of the sorry that's kind of the lowdown of the Phoenix Suns and but let's get back to the main thing which is you just got Kevin Durant so if I'm Monty Williams it's like okay 
We ran a lot of our offense through Chris Paul and Devin Booker, getting him into the mid-range, getting them into a mid-range and getting them buckets. Now you you add the maybe the best scorer in NBA history, just like talent-wise, talent-wise. The best scorer in NBA history, talent-wise, in Kevin Durant. And this guy is one of the best mid-range shooters of all time. So I'm just like, okay, let's just plug him in. Mid-range shooting, mid-range shooting, pick and roll. You drop, then we're going to hit mid-range shots on you. And there's nothing you can do. Devin Booker is one of the best tough mid-range shooting guards in the NBA. Chris Paul, one of the tough, one of the best tough mid-range shooting guards in the NBA. And Kevin Durant, one of the best tough shooting forwards ever, by far. So this team to defend is just so, like, it's annoying. It's just flat out annoying because they're just going to hit tough shots on you all the time and there's nothing you can do to stop it. So, if this team can stay healthy and their role players can step up, this will be the team out of the West. Like, I get it. You got Denver. I think Denver is a solid matchup for them with Jokic because they don't have much that can guard Jokic, and I don't trust Aiden to do it. But Denver doesn't have anything to guard Kevin Durant. Nothing. And Devin Booker either. Like, it's going to be really difficult for Denver to defend this. Because they're so good at tough shot making. Chris Paul is so smart that he will find ways to just feast on them. I think it will be difficult for Denver to stop them. Memphis is another interesting option. I want to see where OG Ananobi goes. If OG Ananobi goes to Memphis, it would be really interesting to see. Because it adds another 3 and D guy to Memphis that can make it problems. Ananobi is going to be a big piece in this trade deadline. Whoever gets him, I think... If a contender, especially in the Western Conference, now you got to go all in to get him. Uh, the teams that have been connected to him are the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. Whoever bids that and gets him, it's going to be very interesting because I think he could be a big piece to slow down Kevin Durant. Not like totally stop him, but to slow him down. It'd be very important to get a piece like Ananobi to do so. And then that brings me back to Brooklyn as well. It's like, now we have Michael Bridges. Let's get a similar trade package to what Toronto is going to get for OG Ananobi. Let's get two more first-round picks. Trade him. Because your plans right now are just to rebuild if you're the Nets. Flat out. It's rebuild. You can make the playoffs this year. But I don't even know how much Michael Bridges would... He will help in a playoff run. But I don't know if you want to win a playoff series, do you? With that team, I think it would be very difficult to because you don't really have a best player. You're very deep, but this Eastern Conference is really deep. I don't know if you can win a playoff series when you don't have a star player that's an all-star or superstar level. So if I'm in the Nets, I would look to trade Michael Bridges for two first-round picks. And if I'm anybody in the West, I go after him hard. If I'm Sacramento... I need a guy that's a 3 and D guy. I'll give you Harrison Barnes and a ton of picks for either Michael Bridges or OG Ananobi. Like, imagine the Kings with this. The Kings and their movement offense moving all over the place. If they add a guy like Ananobi or Michael Bridges that can shut down people, they would be tough to guard. Yeah, and getting back to the Suns a little bit, I want to talk a little bit about their defense. 
I think their defense is going to fall a little bit. Like, it's just tough to, it's tough to add pieces and have your defense rise. It's going to fall a little bit. Kevin Durant's going to have to be a really good defender for them. And Booker's shown strives on the defensive end. And I think having another offensive engine like Kevin Durant will help him defensively too. And it'll help Chris Paul. But Chris Paul, I mean, let's be real. He's getting a little old. He's not moving the same way as he has been. I still think he's going to be a very big piece for this team. And he's very smart, so he's going to be okay. But like defensively, Chris Paul's not the same. So you're going to need Devin Booker and Kevin Durant to really step up on the defensive end. And then you're going to need a guy like Torrey Craig to come in and be an excellent defender as well. Along with DeAndre Aiden, who he'll be, he'll be a really big piece for them. But I'm not too worried about him. The guy's averaging 18 and 10. And he's going to have a lot of guys that can facilitate and create for him. Devin Booker will be able to create for him. Chris Paul will be able to create for him. And now Kevin Durant will be able to create for him. So I'm not too worried about DeAndre Aiden. He's going to have to really step up defensively. But, you know, like with Aiden, he's a guy that's just going to give you 18 and 10 and call it a day. That's what DeAndre Aiden is. So with the Nets, this is, or I'm sorry, with the Suns, this is going to be really interesting to see. And again, if I'm one of those Western Conference teams, I need to go get Michael Bridges or OG Ananobi right now. Like Golden State, go get them. Because Golden State right now, you guys cannot beat a team like the Suns. I think the West is going to get very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what the trade deadline gives us. And Kevin Durant moving to the Suns, unbelievable. Flat out unbelievable. I am in shock right now. The NBA just gets good right as NFL slows down. And I'm really excited to watch all these games now. We got the Super Bowl on Sunday, and then I'm locked in on the NBA. And it's going to be, oh, it's going to be so much fun. This just makes the playoffs so much better. Because we didn't know who the top-tier team in the West is. But with this trade, the Suns are the top of the West. And it's everybody else trying to go go find them. And I'm telling the Western Conference, trade for three and D guys. These are going to be the pieces that help you compete with a team like this. Denver, go get OG Ananobi. Grizzlies, go get OG Ananobi. Go get Michael Bridges. You guys got to because the Suns are now the top dogs and everybody else is going to be trying to catch and Kevin is going to be trying to catch Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. Right, that's going to wrap it up for Jake's Takes for today, episode 7. And, wow, I'm still in awe of the Kevin Durant news. It's really unbelievable. But, that's going to wrap it up. And, I still got a big week planned for you guys. Coming out Friday for you guys, there'll be a Super Bowl preview. I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl with a special guest. That'll be really exciting, exciting stuff. So, tune in for that one. It's coming out tomorrow on Friday. And then on Saturday, I'm going to have more guests and we're going to talk about the top trades from the trade deadline. There's still going to be more to come. So I'm really excited. And we're also going to talk about some college basketball as well. It's going to be really exciting stuff. I'm really looking forward to that. This concludes episode seven of Jake's Takes. And I'd like to thank you all for following, listening to the channel. Make sure you follow the channel on Spotify, 
like and subscribe to it on YouTube. This is a lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys are doing well. And tune in to our episodes coming out Friday and Saturday. It's a busy week. It's a busy week. So I hope you guys are well, and I will see you soon. Thank you.